Begin transmission. Hello, everybody. It is Milton and Ben, full crew here, out of room transmission for the new year of 2023. Wishing everybody a happy new year out there listening around the world or watching us live on YouTube as we go live every Friday at 9 o'clock p.m. But we are talking about a big deal also this week, and that is new Star Wars animation. We have Bad Batch Season 2 finally finally here it was delayed and delayed some more and delayed again and lucasfilm finally decided okay we just got to put this out here so that's our major topic for tonight we're talking about the two episode premiere level when they give us two episode premieres for spoils of war and ruins of war of the 16 episode uh second season so just hitting it off how was your guys new year it was good man uh it was, it was nice to get away and see family that's what i did and uh it's just nice to take a break away from like the real world. Oh yeah, yeah. it was same here. Same here. I mean, it, it, it's just nice, you know, getting to spend time with family, friends, um, chill out, work out, you know, just kind of all the basic stuff. Watch football, um, get heartbroke by Ohio State the way they lost their game, and then just uh, yeah, you know, just enjoying the week, getting back into the swing of the fitness grind. Like you know, it may sound cliche, but. <laughs> You know, everybody's doing it, so might as well keep on keep on pushing through with the entire fitness crowd. Luckily, my my gym's always empty just because I work out at home, so it's always a nice bonus. Yeah, you know, I mean, well, me a lot more than Milton. I guess you probably have a lot less like newer people in in your sort of gym, but you know, mine it's like flooded with people, and it's like, oh, here we go again. But um, hey, if you're if you're out there, you're you're doing the right thing, and just keep keep working consistency and all that good stuff but yeah as far as me went out yeah definitely seen the family um a lot more of them uh, we had a party that was going to happen on christmas eve and it got postponed to um new year's day so we had our big party for the holiday on new year's day and seeing everybody uh was was definitely a lot of fun to be had by all but um as far as our week in star wars i'll jump in i'm going to be getting started on a newer um not newer, but a new Star Wars miniature game. And I say new because I've had the game for two years and I haven't actually like broken out of the box to play. I've played it over a friend's house. That's Star Wars Armada by Fantasy Flight Games. And Star Wars Armada is basically a game like Star Wars X-Wing or Star Wars Legion. Rather than using a dogfighting starfighters or using infantry troopers, you're using capital ships like the Venator class or you know, things like Star Destroyers or things like Nebulon B frigates and the bigger ships in Star Wars. And it's, you know, so I'm going to be getting ready to play that this upcoming weekend. So I'm sitting down a couple days reading over the rules as they are intricate as they always are for these sorts of things. So a lot to absorb, but of course you can't really learn, learn until you actually get your hands on the models and actually play the game itself. So that's one thing I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the new year getting back into painting. I've been putting out on the back burner for at least three or four months now. Several things that I just haven't gotten to. So that's one of the one of the goals is to start, you know, doing finishing that workload of things, which is it's a good thing to do. It's good. It's a fun hobby. But yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, you know, getting those type of things, um, like the miniatures, like that's always such a nice thing to do. You know, I'm sure, especially for you, like during like these cold, like winter mm-hmm. months, like that, you know, that we're dealing with, especially us three here in the like Northeastern part of the country. Like it's just, it's a nice thing to do. Nice, nice, uh, you know, nice way to chill after a long day for sure. Um, for me though, 
for my week, my week in Star Wars, I actually started a fun thing. I forgot to message you guys in the group chat about it. So, you know, or maybe our listeners can do it along with me as well. Um, so we're about, if you look at the calendar, we're about 12 weeks away from Mando season yep. three. So basically what I did this week, I started since there's 16 episodes of Mando. Basically what I did was I watched the first two episodes of season one and then basically the way you can do it so it lines up perfectly with oh. Mando season three if you just watch the first two episodes of season one and first two episodes of season two and then do that for both finales we'll be able to get to the finale of season two you know the week before Mando season three so it's like it's set up perfectly so you know this week I watched Mando season one episode one and two and you know it's just such a nice thing to like be anticipating and be excited for like again like it's like man mando's mando's coming back and it's just it was such a nice feeling like refreshing feeling starting mando season one episode one like you know with the whole life day thing right out of the gates like it's like oh man this like brings back so much nostalgia even though it was only three years ago or i guess almost i mean four years ago this this fall but whatever um almost four years ago this fall it, it just brings back so much nostalgia like man like Think about how hyped all of us were as Star Wars fans, like, mm-hmm. watching that very first episode of Mando, like, you know, because we'd never seen anything like it before. So it's just, uh, it was such a nice feeling watching the first couple episodes. And for me, anyways, I've, I've said it consistently through Mando Season 1 and through Season 2. I feel like Season 1, Episode 2 is one of the most underrated episodes of the entire series. Oh, yeah. By far. Because that's the that's the Jawa episode. Um, yeah. And Ray. Ray Fimbuea, he Rick Fimbuea. Rick, Fim, Rick, Rick, yeah, Rick Fimbuea, he <laughs> got inspiration from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade yeah. for that one, which to me, like that episode is so, like it has so much Star Wars heart in it. Like it's fun, has some action, has the Force, and it's like a one-off, nice little story. Like yeah. it's such a good, oh yeah, good episode. And it's by far one of the most underrated. So, uh, so yeah, that was my week in Star Wars, just getting back into the swing of things. Like I said, if our listeners and viewers want to like join along, just watch the first couple episodes of Mando this week, and then you know continue on next week, and so on and so on. And I'm I basically am going to do that. I've been doing that every, or I'm going to started it this week, anyways. On Wednesday, I'm going to be watching the Mando episodes on Wednesday. You know, Dude. like leading up to. Yeah, the uh, the new season. So that's the that's, that's the game plan over here. Yeah, I think I'm actually that's a good idea. I'm, I think I'm going to do it too. Um, Willow's ending yep. on Wednesday. This upcoming Wednesday. Man, oh man! If you aren't watching Willow, why are you sleeping on Willow? Because that show just gets better every episode. It's it's got so much heart. It's got so much um, a lot more than just wizards and, and and wizardry and all that kind of thing. There's a lot of cool commentary on the world and different things like George Lucas always had done with the original Star Wars trilogy. And it's a nice modern take on fantasy. And that's uh, coming to a close on Wednesday. I think the following Wednesday, I'll start doing that. I'm going to include Book of Boba Fett in that as well, because that'll lead us right into it. And then, hey, you know, watch one or two a week or whatever, like you said, two or three a week. And uh, it'll be a Mando until Mando comes out kind of thing. So, you know, there's no shortage of Star Wars as me and you, Ben. We went through last week an exhaustive list of what's coming out, um, including the live action stuff. And uh, yeah, it's once we hit Mando, man, it's going to there's no stopping it. No stopping it. Um, But yeah, I I would like to I would like to do that. That's cool. Yeah. That second episode of Mando is great because 
I love the Trandoshan part where it's like this, yep. this like sudden thing, and like the cinematography of I didn't notice like I watched that episode so many times at this point, but like it didn't dawn on me that you could actually see the reflection of like the Trandoshans like leaping over like the canyon at one point, yep. and it's like just like little tiny like little attention to detail moments like that are just so cool. But when you encapsulate that episode, like if you're going to show somebody an episode of, of, of Mandalorian to get them on board and for whatever reason, you can't show them the first episode. So I feel like the second episode is one of the best ways um, that it kind of just forms the idea of what is the Mandalorian. Okay. It's got a little bit of the force in it. It's got a little bit of adventure. It's got a lot of gunslinging, a lot of just goofiness going on. Cause it's star Wars. And yeah. I think more than any other episode, I think that one might be the one that is like encapsulates that, the most of what the themes what the idea of the mandalorian is oh for sure like you know like you mentioned it has the tiny fine details like the reflections of the trandoshans it has like you said the goofiness like the jaw was taken down and dragged and jarring like the ruthless bounty hunter you know that we've known in the first couple episodes mm -hmm. like so that's it's like you know it's like that funny charming part of star wars and then of course like to me it also like brings the mystique of the force back to star wars a little bit because like you know, you're seeing Baby Yoda at this point. Baby Yoda, we don't know his name, so Baby Yoda, um, using the Force and like we're in all of it as an audience, but also you know Din's in all of it as well. So you know that kind of like mixture of like really a New Hope vibes, actually a New Hope vibes. Like it's just such a nice, um, a really really nice touch to that episode, and yeah, that's by by far one of the most underrated episodes of the entire series so far. Heck yeah, heck yeah. What about you, Milton? Uh, you know, we missed you last week, but we know you're having a well-deserved time off from, like you said, just everything. So how was your how was your trip? Uh, did you see any cool comic book, toy stores, anything like that while you're out there? Anything, really? <laughs> no, not really. Um, no, mommy, I didn't really have a week in Star Wars, honestly, because like I just focused on spending time with my friends and family when I was traveling away. But um, yeah, honestly, this is one of the rare times over the last week or so where I really didn't have a moment with Star Wars. Um, I mean, except for like, you know, just the basic things in my home, obviously, like, like whatever shirt I wear or like movies sometimes or shows yeah. or even like, I mean, I, I'd probably say YouTube lately has been a lot of my uh, Star Wars moments, whether it's with the audio books or mm -hmm. like just little videos I watch about, um, different theories because it's nice to see like um you know the 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 inside baseball when it comes to like star wars so oh yeah anytime i can take advantage of of some type of like information like learning about star wars or something i didn't think about before yeah i'll take advantage of it so there was really one specific one specific moment i think just over the last two weeks because i've been busy with family stuff um so yeah, I really didn't have anything to do with Star Wars, honestly. So yeah. But there you go. Sometimes it's just uh, you know, you get put it on the back burner. But it's always yeah. there. It's always there. Right. <laughs> All right. So getting into out this week in Star Wars, uh, we had two uh major releases. The first one is the Battle of Jedi. It is an audio drama, which is pretty neat. I, don't, I mean, you guys always talk about the audio books. Have you listened to the actual audio dramas? Uh, I think I'm answering that question. You, you guys always talk about the radio dramas, which is basically the same thing, right? Audio drama, radio drama. They don't have, do they have narration in those? Like, it's like Han Solo said this and he exclaimed this. Like, do they have any of that or is it literally just people talking? 
I mean, they, it's it's the same thing as regular audiobook. They'll say like, um, so and so said that, oh, but okay. like, it's both. Like, it's a little bit of both, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll, yeah they'll do like the exposition, like the mm -hmm. you know describing paragraphs, and then, then they'll mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, do mm -hmm. an impersonation voice or like you know change the inflection of their vocal yeah, cords yeah. for like the characters. And but stuff. that's why these are really cool because these are a step further than that because these audio dramas, um, and it could be through the detriment as I'll explain real quick. But it's it's literally okay listening to a movie without actually like watching it if it's on in the background that's basically what this feels like it's got all the music it's got all the it's got different actors for every single voice in this thing is played by a different person so a lot of times the audiobooks are literally one person which is really cool because when you have somebody like mark thompson he could just throw yep. his voice in just such drastically different intonations and everything else that you don't even realize it's him but it, it, this is cool because it's like you know all right we're getting all these people together in this one room i assume it's one room it used to be at least with covid who knows maybe they're all recording in their own houses a lot of people have their own recording studios these days but it's just like all right cool we're listening we're listening to this new feature in star wars and for those of you that aren't familiar this is a, a high republic story set about 350 years before phantom menace um I uh, wasn't wasn't hot on this one, guys. I, I know it's High Republic, and it's like, whoa, well, Chris, he's not gloating about this thing. I mean, I, as much as I like the audio drama version of it, these are all new characters, and sometimes I was getting confused because it's like, wait, who is this again? Is this this other person? No, it's that person. So I think um, sometimes having an audio drama on characters you've never heard before can be off-putting right like it's one thing if you have like somebody acting like han solo or luke it's like yeah you can instantly pick up on who those characters are but i just question if it was the right time to release an audio drama um with like one of the first things in this phase i mean phase one had an audio drama but it was like already ha with established characters that we kind of knew at that point but yeah, I mean, I have my full review on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Star Raptor. For those of you that are listening on a podcast, check it out. Um, so it's there. But yeah, you know, not everything's going to hit all the time. And that's just okay. You know, with, the, with some of the Star Wars stuff coming out, it's, you know, you move on to the next thing as we will. It's like, hey, this came out the day before Bad Batch. Yeah, didn't really, wasn't really my thing. Well, I got Bad Batch to look, look forward to tomorrow. So it's like, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's the big thing, you know. People have to realize with um, with Star Wars content right now. Funny thing, Chris, that you mentioned about the Jetta book, I I noticed random tweets of people saying kind of similar reactions to you about it as really? well. Actually, yeah, I noticed like you know how you have suggested tweets that pop up of people you don't even follow. Yeah, like I had random tweets popping up about that book of people <laughs> not really enjoying it. So I'm oh crap. I, I I don't think it's just you. Just to put that out there. Um, because I was going to message you that literally yesterday. I was like, man, I was literally going to message you and go, is this book not that, not the best? <laughs> um, because I saw random tweets like that, but it's, but yeah, like, like when it comes to these things, like, you know, whether it be the books, the shows, whatever, you know, we just got to remember, like, there's plenty of things down the pipeline. Like, I mean, I said it throughout Andor, like I wasn't the biggest fan of that show, but at the end of the day. So what? Like, there's plenty. There's Mando. There's Ahsoka. There's Skeleton Crew. There's Bad Batch. There's this. There's that. Mm -hmm. There's books, games, Fallen Order. Like, there's plenty of content. Like, I don't need to like, you know, die on one hill of one show. Like, there's plenty of other things. And like, you know, that's something I think um, a lot of fans are still getting used to, because you know, back in the day, like when Revenge of the Sith ended, a lot of people were so hard on that trilogy because they thought that was the yeah. last Star Wars we would ever get. You know, mm -hmm. and I think. 
I think that's kind of still in people's subconscious, you know? Like, that's why sometimes people can be so harsh. Because it's like, you know, you still have that fluttering feeling of, like, is this the last thing we're getting? And, of course, it's not. But, you know, it's still Mm -hmm. there as, like, a subtext. So, like, that's something to always keep in mind when we're talking about Star Wars content. Yeah, and one one last thing about this audio drama. Uh, If you really want to know what the issue is. Okay, so the audio drama is about six hours long. This thing's called The Battle of Jedha. Battle of Jedha lasts like 30 minutes and it's at the end of the book and it's like, oh. So what happened in the rest of it? Um, There's people talking, more people talking, some more people talking, and some other people talking. You know, it's it's really it's really quite dry. It's really quite dry. So um, I, I don't know if I can recommend it to many people unless they're like, really into the high republic now apparently there's something big that happens at the end of this when if you don't listen to it you're gonna be like going into the next book will be like wait what happened here and it's like okay listen to a six-hour audio drama that you might get bored by or just look up the cliff notes you know <laughs> so and I, I i like the writer george man he, he's a great writer because i've read plenty of his other star wars stuff he's done like star wars myths and legends star wars um, he's done, uh, some of the other younger Star Wars books, which I've really liked, but, and I'm sure, you know, it's, it's not all on him, you know, the, the, the High Republic is very collaborative, I think just phase two of the High Republic right now is just not hitting the stride that phase one did by any stretch of the imagination, I'm just like, wow, this is a far departure from phase one in a lot of ways, where, like, phase one was very epic in scale, you had hundreds of Jedi, and this was focusing on, like, three or four Jedi, and none of them are that interesting. At least in phase one, a lot of these characters like Avar Chris and Elzar Man, and you know, even the non-Jedi characters like Afi Hollow and Leox Jiasi and all these other characters that I could just keep ranting and listing off the top of my head. I struggle to sometimes name the ones that we've met so far in the, the last like two books that have come out recently. So yeah, I mean phase two, we're not done yet, but but hopefully it gets better. I guess there's always time for redemption. But um, any other thing that came out this week was Star Wars issue number 30, which also dealt with the High Republic. Uh, Luke and Leia and Chewie, they all go to a Nile stronghold that has been long ago abandoned. Um, so you can check both those out uh, your local comic book store or download the audio drama on any kind of uh, streaming audio platform. With that being said, I think it's time for the main event. Something, as I mentioned off the top, we've been waiting for a long time. The last time we've seen the Bad Batch was back in 2021. But they are back with a vengeance. We have Spoils of War and Ruins of War, both clocking in about a little bit under 30 minutes, as usual, for the animation. I'm going to throw this one to Milton. For we'll, we'll basically talk about these as one episode. I mean, that's how they are you know, distributed as basically as two episodes to watch back to back. So what were your thoughts on these two episodes, man? <laughs> um, they were just okay. <laughs> like, I, honestly, nothing special. That's probably the best way I can describe it. Because I, I guess, you know, most premieres, whether no matter it's an animation or live action, you know, usually the premieres that episode or two that hooks you into the se- the season. So I remember obviously you guys know how I felt about last year's premiere. Loved it. That first episode or two, fire. I mean, it picks up pretty much directly at the end of Clone Wars and I'm thinking, okay, we're in it. You know, we get to see young Caleb, you know, you know how that pilot went. But um yeah, this one, I mean, 
we're established with the characters. We understand who they are. Now let's reestablish them in the sense of where they are currently. Now we got that, but it just didn't. This episode or episodes didn't hook me. I'm like, I'm thinking, man, like, is season two even going to be good? I don't think it's going to be bad, but I'm thinking, man, like, they could have done something differently to hook us because I think a lot of people were underwhelmed with the finale of season one. Um, so, yeah, I, I wasn't really impressed with these episodes. They were just okay. Um, the best part of the episode was probably the ending of episode two when the officer shot mm-hmm. that clone. Spoilers. But I, that's it. I was very much just like, oh, okay. I, I, I guess I guess I'll put it the way John Campion does it. He says, meh. Like, that's probably <laughs> that's probably what it was. It, not probably. That's what it was for me. It just didn't really... Um, it didn't really hook me in in the sense of like, man, I got to see episode three now. It's like, okay, yeah, because I don't care about the Sid stuff. Anytime she's on screen, I'm like, all right, I thought we were done with this person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're just they're just on another mission at this point. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I will echo a lot what you're saying um, because you're right. I mean, when you look at this, this episode, these episodes in a vacuum, these episodes really could have been part of season one from that perspective where it's like, hey, like not much as like they haven't talked about much about what happened before. Like this could just be a mission because they're going back to Sid. Yeah, I got this information. We meet this new character played by the well-known comedian that I'm forgetting. Wanda Sykes. And yes, Wanda Sykes. I do not know the character's name yet. Um, It's out there somewhere. Sorry, guys. I just didn't do my homework. What is it? I think it's Fee or Fi. It's like F I E or F E I or something. All right. I think it's something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it, it's cool. And, and we catch up. You know, it's just like catching up with an old crew. You, you see Omega. She's got a, finally got a different costume. I mean, geez, like she's just out there in plain sight with the Camino outfit when they're getting bounty hunters to get after her. Like it's craziness. But so finally they did that. Um, and if it wasn't if it wasn't for that last scene of episode two with the officer rampart that i would have been like yo this is like really underwhelming yeah. because i you know we got that awesome tease of mount tantis at the end which is like of season one where it's like oh cool like i was really hoping we would get some kind of thing from that or at least something from the perspective of the villains like why why is this storyline tying into that and they pulled it off in like the last minute where we're like okay this is why these episodes really mattered but I mean, it shouldn't have been left to that one scene at the end to like make or break the episode to me because yeah, they are entertaining. There are blasters going everywhere off, but um, Omega doesn't really get a lot of time to shine. She has a couple moments that do establish that she has grown a little bit more. But other than that, uh, this is if you know what to expect from Bad Batch, you're not going to be disappointed because this is in the wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys hit the nail, the proverbial nail on the head with the um, <laughs> analysis of it. Like, I think with this premiere, it was like a message in our group chat. It was, it was good. It was fine. It wasn't bad. wasn't amazing or great. It was, just, it was like a B minus. You know, it was, it was fine. Yep. Um, and like, uh, like you both mentioned, to me, the best part, by far, the best part, the most interesting thing. The one hook that there is, at least in the entire premiere, was the ending with Rampart killing that trooper. Because 
that I think opens up potential for a lot of um, cans of worms. Hopefully, hopefully down the road for story, because maybe to me, my thought was like maybe someone either saw him do that, or like maybe there was a, um, you know, I mean we saw, I mean heck, there was hollow recordings in the Emperor's office when he kills the Jedi. Like you know, there's cameras probably. You know, on a lot of these locations they're in, no matter who who they are, whether they're the Bad Batch or the Imperials or wherever. So maybe there was a camera or maybe, um, uh, you know, maybe it'll be something along those lines. Or maybe maybe a clone trooper's out on patrol and, and sees it. And then maybe that'll lead into the whole clone conspiracy episodes, you know, Chris, that the title that's out there. So, like, maybe it'll be something along those lines. But uh, I think that was by far the best hook of the episode, or of the two episodes. And then, to me, uh, it was nice like getting to see Omega grow a little bit because she's my favorite character of the show. So it's okay. I think her I think her character's progressed pretty well, um, or at least at least a little bit. Like it's like you said, these episodes you could drop them into last season and and not miss a beat, in my opinion. Um, so, like, it was nice getting to see her character grow a little bit. Her character experienced, like, more of the real the real conversations that that would be had. Because you could, you, I mean, I'm sure both of you guys could easily imagine the scene where you hear, uh, I don't remember which clones it was. Was it Echo and Hunter or Echo and Tech? When they, when they were saying, like, you know, our lives would be a lot easier, like, without her in it, basically. Oh, yeah. So, you know, her getting that, like, real-world conversation, like... You know, that's something you'd hear, like, if, say, a family adopted a kid and it was causing them a bunch of stress and problems, like, you could potentially see something along that, like, overhear an adult saying something like that or a parent or, or whatever. So, like, you know, it's nice getting to see, like, her experience those type of things and to potentially grow as a character more. But, like, overall, the episodes were kind of, like I said, meh, they were fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the best, the biggest thing, I mean, yeah, I hate to say it, but you don't go to the Bad Batch to get, like, super engrossed in character arcs and character uh, development to the, to the degree of the live action stuff. And it could be hard to separate for some people, myself included. I'm we're coming off of the best Star Wars show released yet, at least in my opinion it is. And it's like, ooh, we're going right to the Bad Batch again. I, I, I got to get into that mindset where I know it's... It's it's a fun show, you know, and that's the way I put it. It's just like it's fun action, and that's what that's what you gotta expect going into these things. Um, but there was some good stuff in here, like I, I, specifically that conversation between Echo and between um, Hunter, and he's like, "Yeah, we gotta do something more. Like, you know, this is we have the potential, the ability to do more at this point, and uh, you're just playing it safe." So I appreciated those like little quiet moments that happened in the shuttle there. But the thing with like Omega, like she's studying and different things and, and learning that way. But the thing that drew me in the most of this episode, sadly enough, wasn't about the characters, but it was about the plot of the overall Star Wars timeline. And I think that's the one, not the one, there's there's many good things about the show, but one of the best things about the show is how it fits in the canon timeline of Star Wars and how it deals with things that we've always been wondering about. Like, oh, Order 66 with Bad Batch, what do they do in that situation? Or oh, the phasing out of phase two clone troopers and putting in conscripts. Um, and in this case, what's happening to the separatist strongholds? What's happening to the warmongers of the separatists and, and what's happening to the loot? And 
you know, the casualties of the people that just happen to live near these horrible people and what happens to them. The Empire's wiping them out. We've seen what the Empire did in Camino, Topoca City, just completely raising it to the sea. And now we're seeing just another genocide of the Empire. And that's the thing, right? It's like, oh, yeah, the Empire can help out a lot of people to certain people's perspectives. Like, oh, they keep them safe from criminals and stuff like that. The the people that will just lay down fire on innocence. The Empire is there to protect people. But um, in some cases, the Empire is just absolutely cruel. And this show definitely uh, puts that out there like Andor did, where it's like, yeah, the Empire is freaking evil. And they'll orbital bombard this whole place if they need to, to just to silence people and whatnot. So, Milton, what was your thoughts about the connection to Dooku, the connection to the Separatists, and seeing the transition, again, the transition from Clone Wars era factions to the Empire and what's happening in the aftermath of it all? I mean, it, it was a nice little little connection. I mean, look, we, we're, we're all familiar. When I say we, like these Star Wars heavy heads who have watched Clone Wars. I mean, we've seen his temple when he was mm-hmm. talking to Palpatine and uh, fighting the, the Night Sisters and that type of thing. So we're familiar with that. Like that door, when they used the trap door, yeah. that, was, that wasn't surprising because we're like, oh, he's used that plenty of time to escape situations. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, when when he talked about the war chest, I mean, I will say the war chest was interesting. Just it just made sense because most war mongers or or any type of war, pretty much dictators or leaders of those particular armies or groups are the ones that pretty much get all the all the treasures and, and spoilers or excuse me, stuff spoils. They get they get the spoils of mm-hmm. war uh, when it comes to you know why they're leaders. So I mean, they're able to get that. So it it made sense. It, it just was. Very much a real, real world thing of what they oh. were trying to do. So I, I didn't mind the Dooku stuff. Um, again, was it enough to satisfy me? Not really, okay. just because I, I felt if they were going to really do that, it could something else could have been done. Like something could have been more could have been done to get us on board with like trying to connect us to like Dooku's past and mm-hmm. you know his planet and that type of thing. Because I remember it was a beautiful planet when when we've seen it before, uh, back in Clone Wars. So, again, it, it didn't really do much for me. It was nice to hear, but I'm like, okay, like, so be it. Yeah, I mean, what's really neat, though, is how we had just come off of Tales of the Jedi, which, you know, talk to anybody that watched it, they love the Dooku episodes. I've never heard a bad, bad word said about those three Dooku shorts. So it's really cool seeing like, oh, we're getting essentially as I put out a video earlier in the week, just breaking it down, the leg, the legacy of Count Dooku, the legacy of Dooku and how he'll be remembered is just a, a, a smoldering city. All his loot is completely gone. Even the the one character, his name, um, let's see, his name is Romar Adele, you know, said a few words about Dooku and they weren't nice, nice things to say about him. So we get to see how. This guy in Tales of the Jedi was was a Jedi that was looking out for the rest of the galaxy. And then he ends up with the dark side tainted. And now the people of his planet that he so lovingly cared about, because we learned about that in Dooku Jedi Lost, how he, he became a count. Um, it just ends up falling apart in the end. And now people just look at him as an evil man at this point. So it's just, I thought it was kind of cool, like looking through like that whole timeline of Dooku at this point, even after his death and just seeing how people are reacting. Oh yeah. Like getting that 
you know, like we mentioned, these episodes, they're, they're all right. But I think, you know, getting more like little bits and details about Count Dooku helped them for sure versus this just being like a generic, you know, like a generic um, separatist leader or something. So like, it was definitely nice that they chose um, Dooku's place to like base this mission in. And just, uh, you know, as you mentioned, Chris, like just, just the reinforcement of like, yeah, Dooku, sure, in Tales of the Jedi, he's like, can be a sympathetic character and stuff. But at the end of the day, he's still like evil and still a bad guy. So like, it's it's good that they like still reinforce that because you know there's always the worry with a lot of these shows in my opinion to like are we going to skew the line between villain and hero so much where we're going to think every villain is actually a good guy so i'm glad they're like still showing that dooku isn't just like a good guy you know at this point um so like that's a nice like bonus to these episodes i would say and yeah. uh yeah, it just it, overall, I just think these, this whole uh, sequence, like at Dooku's um, temple and all that stuff, like it just was a nice, nice touch, really. And then, like, just the overall mission that was involved with it as well, like, you know, just the fact, like the the clone troopers, like everyone, like looting it basically, and then you know them just coming in on the Bad Batch and everything. Like, I just thought it was just overall a really a really pretty good sequence, but then again, like we mentioned to start the episode, it's just getting into the whole Sid stuff, I think, is what really puts a bad taste in all three of ours and probably many other fans' mouth, I think. Like, just because it's like, I'm at a point, honestly, in the first episode, I don't know about you guys, but when Sid was talking and was like, the Imperial could, the Imperials could basically bust this entire operation. I'm like, yep, come on it. Come on stormtroopers. Let's bust this door down and yep. get this baby moving. Like, let's go. Um, because it's just like, how many times are we going to get Sid? Like we, we opened the season with her and it's like, Whoa. Yeah. And it, I, I get really tired of this trope of, Oh, there's just, and it's everything out there. It's like, Oh, this, this is the one last mission. The one last mission. You complete this mission. You'll never have to do this again. You'll be out there in space. You'll have all the resources you'll ever need. Your life will be set from here on. Like, how many times have we heard that in various pieces of literature and everything it's else? Every media. Show. And I feel like it's been done in this show already in season one, where they're like, oh, one more mission, one more mission, because they've done so many missions at this point. It's like, okay, here we go. Let's let's just get this thing over with. And the heartbreaking part, I really believe that they were gonna get that that stuff and never have to go see her again and then they're like nope we're gonna just leave it i'm like no they're gonna have to go back to her again i saw someone post on twitter an interesting thing and i'm like please let this be the case like maybe that um maybe that thing that damar guy gives omega like maybe when like when she looks in there like maybe that is actually like part of like the jewelry or the treasure you know like maybe Maybe that thing, like, I saw someone post that on Twitter, and I was like, man, I didn't even really think about that. Like, maybe, you know, with her taking that, what if that is actually worth something? So, like, maybe, you know, maybe they can get out of being under Sid's thumb. Oh, I, I doubt it, but that does lead me to another another good point. There, I have a lot of good points to make, up, make about these episodes, regardless if I seem like I'm just wishy-washy on it, is the idea of Omega with a toy, and it shows her humanity. She is a clone, but it shows, like the sad bringing up of her childhood of like, she literally was like, what do I do with this? Like, 
duh, kid, it's a toy. What? What's a toy? Like, that's just sad. And it just shows you, like, just the concept of the clones, how they don't have love in their lives, right? They're not brought up with these things that they can enjoy. And it just right. shows, like, a different side to this area of Star Wars. No, I mean, that's, that's I, look, I, I agree with that in that sense. It's good writing. I mean, it's nice to see that we get to see that development of those clones. I mean, and realistically, we kind of got some of that in the Clone Wars with okay. the, like, with Rex and, um, who was it, like, Cody? Like, we, we got to see them be more intimate in the sense of, like, them connecting. I mean, they kind of do it all the time. And they love the, they do love their brothers. So, and, and they make a point to talk about that um, mm -hmm. in, in their own way. So, it is. It has been possible to show it, but I think it's a different viewpoint now that we are away from like the military side of the Clone Wars. We're now seeing them like be a family. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's that's pretty good. But I mean, as far as the visuals, that's what brought me into this show in, the, in these first couple minutes. Is like wow. Like I, I actually seen that that clip back at Celebration back in May. Um, and it just it just blew me away. Then it blew me away again watching on the smaller screen I have here. But just the fidelity, the enhancements. It has been almost two years with the from watching season one. Um, but just to seeing that overall quality of the environments, and I think that's what's really great about Star Wars animation, is that they always can just go above and beyond because it's animation. They they don't have to go to a filming location or they have to create this thing. They could go absolutely crazy. They have places like Felucia, like from Revenge of the Sith, like those really vibrant type of locations. But this looked like something in like the South Pacific or something, but just the the way the water looked, the way that the color popped, the way that uh, the trees looked, just so much detail there. Um, just with the cinematic quality of the animation, having like a sort of like a film grain, the lighting, it's a really great looking show and they they stepped it up again this season already just with the first two episodes. So that stood out to me um, that Lucasfilm is always always on the forefront of, of this animation. I was about to say, they didn't shoot this in the volume? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks that good. I mean, it does. Like, that opening shot, that opening sequence on the beach there, that was done so well. Like, I was so surprised just, like, you know, watching it. Because, like, normally, like, when I watch this show or any of these shows, like, I shut the lights off in the living room and yep. shut the curtain, you know, like that type of thing, just to see it in the dark, like a, like a movie would. And to me, like the quality was just so good on that opening shot on the beach. I thought was done really well. Um, some of the other shots I thought were done really good. Like between like the, the wide shots on like Duca's place or even, um, the way like the cliff design and like the design where, where Rampart like shoots that other officer. Like I thought that the way that scene looked was was lit really well um and yeah just they stepped it up and then even the characters the characters themselves look better like omega looks better like in her face like the boys they all for all those guys they all look better like you know just more detailed versus more like mm -hmm. you know what i mean like animation animation -y. like they look more realistic than just being like animated characters so i think uh i think they did a really good job with the animation that's for sure Mm -hmm. yeah cool cool creature designs uh th that that opening is a great opening i will say that because it's yeah. just like hey these are these guys 
that go on these adventures and this is exactly what it's like it reminded me like of indiana jones or something like they're running away from these things on the beach kind of like in raiders of the lost ark they're running away from these indigenous people and all this stuff and it's just like oh you know so then they're there with the ship and it's it's a lot of great just high high action so i i enjoyed it that about the episode i mean i enjoyed seeing the creativity of wrecker just you know wrecker is going to be doing what wrecker does finding some way to get his hands on some heavy artillery, co-opting some kind of mechanized cannon from an AAT and just blowing V-wings out of the, out of the air. I love V-wings. I love the sound design. Great job um, by everybody involved with the sound design there because that thing was awesome. Seeing LAATs, the, the clone jump ships still in action. So we're still in that era because you know we've already seen Stormtroopers, but yet they're not phased out everywhere yet. I mean, still have places like Sereno where they have phase two clones but let's get into the clones a little bit more so we have this captain i think his name's captain wilco is that is that accurate yeah captain wilco um he's being he's doing what he does and i think that's where rampart is like this is why exactly i don't want to deal with clones anymore they are too you know obedient to the to the rules and (laughs) at least with real humans or regular humans they can kind of bend the rules a little bit more and it's not in their programming so yeah i think this is like you said before ben i think this is we're gonna hit a turning point here we've seen this happen already in season one uh with the other clone officer on ryloth does anybody remember his name because i forget his name no, I forget. <laughs> I, I know who you're talking about. I can't can't remember the name though. Yeah, I think like you said, I think this will be a turning point, guys. Like honestly, like I think because we have you know, like I said, you have a couple options. Either someone could have seen like a recording of that happen or seen that happen from a further distance away. Or maybe maybe we don't even get like ramifications for Rampart per se, but maybe that is just like symbolism for this is going to start happening everywhere across the galaxy because, you know, we do see um, in the trailer, I believe in one of the trailers, Cody mentioning about like the clones, like disobeying or like not following orders directly or whatever. Like, so my thing with that is like, maybe if we don't even get ramifications for Rampart, maybe it's just more like symbolism for the clones are starting to disobey mm-hmm. or question orders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's- Go ahead, no, I was I was saying I, I agree with that. I think it's a good point. It, it's, I mean, you would think the clones eventually would at least start seeing the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's one thing I wanted in season one is is some kind of clone uprising, clone rebellion, and uh, well, I think the seeds have been been laid so far, and it's it's continuing that trend in season two. Uh, I was hoping that we would get some continuation of that idea and we we got that here it's just the hierarchy of ooh, you know you got this clone commander just dealing with um he's doing the right thing right he's like we got to report these guys these guys are you know on the emperor's hit list and and then it's also brought back memories to andor and to Dedra Miro and everybody that's involved in the isb where they're all kind of bickering fighting against each other and same thing with Rogue One, Orson Krennic versus Tarkin. Now you got Rampart that's going up against Tarkin because he's like, well, Tarkin shouldn't know this. Tarkin can't know this because it's going to make me look bad and all this sort of thing. So 
There you go. You have the infighting of the Imperials, which is that common theme that lately in the last couple of years has been really brought to the forefront of like when you're in the Imperial line of duty, it's dog eat dog. Anybody's trying to get the favor of the Emperor. They're trying to climb that ladder higher and higher and higher. I can't wait to see what happens with Rampart. I think it's a character that a lot of people kind of forget about, honestly, from season one. Like you, you, you look at the top top officers of all time, you know. Uh, Fermit, Piet, and you know, uh, Moff Gergerod, and you know, the different characters like General Hux and different different guys. You know, Rampart doesn't get put into his list too much, but I think by the end of season two, he could be a, a very uh, a good adversary to have, you know, for sure. Yeah, he could be. I look, I mean, I don't, he, he definitely piqued my interest with what happened at the end of that episode. So I'm, I'm curious to see how he's going to, you know, he's going to try to seize power. You know, he's going to try to at least challenge Tarkin eventually throughout the show. You would, you would think. Yeah. Cause we got Tarkin in, I think like episode one or two of season of season one. So, you know, it's not without the realms within the realms of possibility um, that he's going to show up again. So we're going to get a lot more, um, I don't know how many cameos are going to be. We're going to see Coruscant, so maybe we'll see. We'll catch up with Tarkin on Coruscant. I, I can't wait to see Tar uh, Coruscant in general. Just the the images that we've seen so far in the trailers, and where are we going to go? Are we going to go to the underworld? Are we going to go to like Club Obi Wan or or whatever the hell that place was called? Um, no, it wouldn't be called Club Obi Wan. That was from uh, I think Temple of uh, Temple of uh, Doom or whatever. But uh, mm. yeah, so so diving in there. Yeah, it's, I'm just checking checking my notes here. I don't have a whole lot more that I wrote down, honestly. Uh, what about you guys? I mean, look, I'll, I'll just give my assessment like I gave earlier. It again, the episode I guess did just enough. It wasn't it wasn't trash. In my words, it wasn't trash, but it wasn't all that in a bag of chips, and it didn't hook me. So. I, I was this episode honestly could have been this could have been episode four or five, you know, episode four or five or just make it episode four of the season, you know, just because like that's I felt it. I felt it fit probably mid season or early mid season, if that makes sense. Like it, it just didn't it didn't really push a narrative except for like some of the Omega development. I, I get that. I know with the Rampart stuff at the end when he shot the clone trooper. So that I mean, that pushes some narrative. But Again, the, the trailer itself for this particular season had us thinking a completely different type of season. Uh. So, uh, from my from my perspective, you know, like we get to see Palpatine, and you know, it's going to be one at least one or two scenes with him this season. I don't think he's going to be in it much, but really, what what's what's the motivation of this season? We don't have any idea. You're right. Episode, episode one and two of season one set that up for us, where okay, the 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 Galactic Empire's fallen, you know, fallen. Jedi destroyed. Yeah, it's rising. Then we get to see the clones starting to get muscled out, but it's a slow burn of it, which is fine. So we understood where they were going to take this particular season of season one. Now it's like, hmm, it's just them looking on missions and Omega's, you know, inner feelings. That, that if that's the season, I'm not watching it. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like, come on, like yeah, give, give me, well. Here's my thing with all of that. I think maybe what we could end up getting with this season 
is, you know, we can maybe look back on this episode, these two episodes and be like, oh, I see where they were going now. Like, I think there's a chance. I know this is a stretch because, I mean, you know how this show's done us before in the past with, you know, ups and downs and everything in between. But maybe the overarching goal of this season is like every episode we're going to be getting more and more and more of like the clones disobeying orders breaking ranks etc like maybe that's where they were going with i mean this could be me justifying the way they did these two episodes but maybe that's the initial push of the show is like hey we're going down the route of clone troopers disobeying orders and it's going to build and build and build to the eventual like maybe chris what you were saying like a clone rebellion type situation maybe it'll be something like that toward the end of the year like i could see them going in that direction and if it doesn't go in that direction then these two episodes are basically like you said milton should be the fourth or fifth episode of the season because like if you cut off the rampart stuff at the end like and i I hate saying if you chop off parts of episodes because that's like if you say if you chop off the vader scene at the end of rogue one half the people probably don't even like that movie anymore um so (laughs) my thing is if you chop off the rampart stuff at the end this would be classified like, you know, all all three of us, I'm sure, would classify these two episodes as filler. You know, if we would put these in last season, we would be saying they're filler, you know? So, like, I think, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just, like, at peace. Like, maybe maybe out of these, like, 16 episodes or whatever, hey, let's just get a couple of the, 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 the filler, slower episodes out of the way now and maybe get into more of, like, the clone uprising, clone rebellion type stuff. Because, like, I think that's where... They might be going with the story. Maybe that's why these episodes were set up the way they were. Just to start kind of the first domino of the clone troopers rebelling is is what I would I would guess anyways. Yeah, yeah. I think Milton really hit the nail on the head as I use that phrase again this episode. But it's it's like what what's going on with our with our main crew? We know what's going on with the villain side of the story. Um but it's like okay, you end this episode. They're 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 gonna return back empty-handed. Okay, so I guess that means they're gonna take more missions. Whereas in the first season, isn't that when they get Omega and rescue her from a Camino? Like she comes with them. Yeah, yeah. So it's like oh, that's a big story point. It's like okay, like these clones that were der- that 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 were discarded are not you know obeying order 66 now they have a girl that they're taking care of that we don't know her the identity of the girl right that was the big thing back then was like oh is she a palpatine oh is she that so there's this like mystery box approach where we were engaged we were looking forward to the next episode a lot because we're like there's so much potential with where this could go whereas this episode is just like all right we've seen missions like this before that the mission ended and it was supposed to be the mission to end all missions and uh and an Omega, the one that was a smart one in the group that was gonna go back and get the stuff so they wouldn't have to worry anymore, suddenly they're back again. So yeah, it's a little it's yeah. a little frustrating, a little frustrating. Oh, for sure. Like whenever I'm I'm watching episodes and, and shows now, I joked around with it um to one of my buddies the other day. I was like, Yeah, half the time when I watch shows and movies now, I'm always on like the Milton scale of rating. Like, is this trash or is this good? <laughs> And I was, ah. and I even thought about that during this these episodes. Episodes, I was like, no, these aren't trash. They're just kind of like in the middle, uh, not really trash, not really amazing. They're just kind of, kind of there, really. 
Yeah, so let's go ahead around the room. We'll give it a score out of 10. I'll start this yeah. one first. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll start this one first. Yeah, so uh, my thoughts have not changed. Uh, they're similar to what I just said. Okay, great for world building, great world building for the Star Wars timeline here as far as where we're going with how the Empire is dealing with the Separatists putting down... Um, the old regime and stuff like that, which is really cool. We're seeing, you know, Omega, we're seeing how her, how childlike she is and how also at the same time, how devoid of a, a proper childhood she had growing up with the clones. We get to see groundbreaking animation, which is always something great to see from Lucasfilm. They always, they have a great track record for just continuing to push the medium forward as some of the best every time, as well as sound Music by Kiner was excellent. But um, other than that, um, other than that, there wasn't a whole lot to really sink our teeth in, as we could, as you guys can hear, as you can see the time. It's going to be a bit of a shorter episode for us, and we had two episodes to talk about, which is saying something, because usually from here on out, we're only going to have a single 20-minute episode. But um, And we've seen, we've seen different points of Star Wars storytelling. The Dooku shorts, the Ahsoka shorts being, you know, 10 to... 15 minutes and we could talk about one of those and it's entirely for a whole hour easily. So yeah, with that being said, I got to give this a seven out of 10. You know, I think it's, it, it was entertaining. It was good enough for me to watch again, but I definitely would watch episode season one episodes, some season one episodes way over this. So I'm comparing this to season one. Uh, this is far inferior to season one's opener, if I'm being honest, because there's a lot more going on. Of course, I was, I think, one more episode on top of the two that we had here, but still told a better story, in my opinion. Ben? I mean, I can echo a lot of your sent sentiments. I just echo. feel like this was, I feel like this was an okay <laughs> start to the season. You know, not amazing, not trash. I think it was okay. It was solid, like, solid b minus c plus type type deal where we have going on here just because it was like a basic story like i mentioned earlier chop off the rampart stuff and this is kind of like filler episodes they're they're okay they're not they're not bad like you could sit down and rewatch them just fine like you know they're not like you know grit your teeth through um you know they're fine you could throw those on the on in the background and just have you know have them on the on in the background so i think i think they're okay for that um, and then, as you mentioned, like the music was great, the visuals were gr were um, even better than last season. Like they definitely improved, um, as they should. And then some of the character stuff I liked, whether it be the the rampart stuff, I thought was really good because it opens up a new door of like the clones potentially like turning on the Imperials. I thought that's a nice touch. And then I like the Omega stuff. I like that her character's growing a little bit more. Um, becoming more like adult like or adult like and then also still skidding the boundaries of being a kid with that um, toy so, um, so yeah overall i thought the episodes were were fine and i would have to give it a seven out of ten as well mm -hmm. all right two seven out of tens what are you gonna say final thoughts and score on this one milton yeah, I mean, look, everything I've said, I, I stand by in the sense of it, it just, it was okay. Nothing special. Yeah, you know, it, it, it did what it, I guess, what it wanted to do. It, it didn't do what it needed to do, in my opinion. Um, like, again, season one's premiere was amazing. It did the, it did everything perfectly for that. So I know for a fact my score's going to be lower than that season one premiere. 
Um, I, I just feel that we have no direction of where the show's going, you know, and, and I don't want this show to do what it did last year where we had these peaks and valleys and ups and downs and inconsistencies of storylines of where we think things could go. I mean, hell, we talked about Hunter or, excuse me, uh, was it Crosshair? Yep. So we talked about Crosshair multiple times, like hunting him down, and he hasn't yet. Now, I'm curious. Where is he at right oh, now? Yeah, What's where he doing currently? Why, why, why hasn't he even been mentioned? I know he's in the show, but you would think he he knows they're alive. Mm-hmm. So wh- where has he been? Um, it's just maybe that maybe that could have been a better teaser at the end, or I, I don't know. But again, I wasn't really impressed with this premiere. Hopefully, season three's or excuse me, episode three is better. We'll see. Um, they 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 can get rid of Sid. She's trash. Just get her out of the show. Oh my gosh. Uh, so if if I had to rate this premiere, just probably the lowest score I've ever given a premiere. Six six out of ten. Ah, oh, that's not too bad. <laughs> I got nervous. I was like, man, is no one going to like bomb this oh, to a two or something? Three or something? <laughs> nah, I'm talking about for a premiere episode. It's getting at least a six. All right, all right. Well, hey, there we go. Here. Everything you said about the visuals and everything and music is, yeah, it's yeah. Clone Wars. And you, you already know I love the way it looks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, I love the voice animation. It's fire. Like, Clone yep. Wars is some of the greatest animation I've ever seen and storytelling I've ever seen. So, that that honestly, that's probably why I, the reason why I keep it at a six. Yeah, same. If if, if it was a resistance um, animation, oh, this is a four. Did you ever watch Resistance? All of it? Yeah, I watched. It's just only like episode one or two. <laughs> and oh. I was like, it, honestly, the I, the way I feel about Miss Marvel is the way I was feeling about Resistance. I was like, I'm not watching this. It, I can't get through it. What about you, Ben? Did you watch Star Wars Resistance? I watched it. I probably watched the first eight or nine episodes of it. No one finished it. Holy crap! Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't finish it all, but I, uh, like I said, I watched the first eight or nine. I watched until the part where, um, I can't even think of the guy's name. Kaz is it? Kaz, I yeah. think. Um, I watched until, like, when they started getting into the. Of all things, I stopped when they started getting into like the first order stormtrooper stuff, Aww. like when they. Like, like about that point, like it's probably seven or eight episodes in. Um, that's about where I, I just started. I was like, man, this is getting a little too much for me. So I just, I bailed on it. But, but yeah, it was, it was what it was. <laughs> well, there you have it. Let us know in the comment section down below what were your thoughts on the season premiere of Star Wars: The Bad Batch, or as I like to say, Parents: The Bad Batch. It's weird. They put like a trailer out and it said Parents. The Bad yeah, Batch. That was, that was that was really weird. Um, so whatever it's called in your region, I guess. But um, <laughs> I'm not about to change the title of the show here just to reflect that. But anyways, um, we are basically calling this one episode 90 here. What are you guys going to be up to in the coming week? Um, this weekend is just honestly one of my first relaxing weekends yeah. in all. Good, man. You deserve uh, it. Yeah, these last... You know, with the holiday season, yep. you're, you're traveling. Mm-hmm. Man. If, if you have that opportunity, because don't feel like I'm complaining. That's awesome. Like, spend that time with your people. But, no, I'm really going to enjoy this weekend because there's nothing that I'm doing. Like, I am hanging out probably with some friends potentially. But if not, I'm watching some football. I'm hitting the gym once in a while. I'm chilling. I'm eating good. Like, that's my plan this weekend. Hell, I might even play some PlayStation or actually Nintendo 64 because... 
I have not sat down and played with a game console in the last couple of weeks. Oh, things dude. Crazy. So, um, no, yeah, it's going to be a chill weekend. Can't wait to get to it. Um, but, yeah, if you guys want to find me on social media, my Twitter is Milton Weber, the number seven, or my Instagram is Milton, the number seven Weber. There you go. Maybe, maybe he'll be playing some uh, good old Revenge of the Sith on PS2. <laughs> All right. Ben. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a... It's a classic game. Like I was messaging in our chat earlier, that's one of my favorite like Star Wars games ever. It's so much fun, and it just adds in so many like behind the scenes aspects to Revenge of the Sith. Like if any of our viewers haven't haven't played it yet, I mean, I don't I don't know where you've been for one, but for two, hmm. um, I would for sure recommend that game. Like get it on whatever console you can because the Revenge of the Sith game, of course, it's not canon per se, but it adds in a lot of the like behind the scenes fun stuff like that you wouldn't imagine like in the temple yoda and obi-wan fighting like ninja style clones basically um like those type of little details i think make that game so much fun and then of course like the twist at the end you could you could do either way like i really like that game a lot and it's definitely one of the most replayable star wars games in my opinion um but in terms of what i'm up to this weekend just the norm really you know working out um meal prepping because i'm like currently dieting um you know, we're, well, people were about 24 weeks away from summer, 21, 22 to 24 weeks away from summer. So, you know, keep that in mind with your goals, like, you know, stay on track because that's not too far away. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm going to be up to this weekend. And then just spending time with family and friends, you know, like you, like you mentioned, Milton, like just because, you know, you love spending time with family and friends, but, but I get the same way, like, you know, I can go on like a family vacation to like relatives from out of state for and be at their house for like 10 days or something. But then when you get home, you're like, oh, I can relax and just chill. And like, you know, that's it's never a bad thing to say. Like, of course, it's great spending time with loved ones, but, you know, you got to have time for you as well. So uh, it's definitely always a nice thing. But yeah, I'm just going to be chilling, watching football, working out, talking Star Wars with you guys. <laughs> Pretty much the norm, really. Um, and everyone can find me on Twitter chatting about this stuff at real ben maynard and then instagram i'm posting um pretty much all my like updates of me you know working towards getting shredded again and i'm posting all my workouts and stuff and uh you know you can give me a follow there and check it out it's a lot of fun there you go there you go as far as what i'm going to be doing as i said i'll be doing some miniature gaming over the weekend looking forward to getting back into that it's been a couple months um but yeah that's basically uh about it so for milton for ben for i chris aka star raptor thanks everybody for watching we'll be back here to talk about episode three of season two of the bad batch next week hope you guys have a good week that's gonna do it for us here thanks for watching may the force be with you and transmission